Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. When 15-year-old Jantel Johnson found out she was pregnant, she was shocked. But she wanted to keep the baby. Needless to say, when she gathered up the nerve to tell her family, they were also shocked. However, after the initial shock wore off and Jantel told them she wanted to keep the baby, they made it very clear to her that they supported her decision and they would help her in every way that they could. Jantel, even though she was just a young teenager in 2010, had goals. Goals to finish high school and go on to cosmetology. She also wanted to get her business degree and open her own salon one day. She loved doing hair, her own as well as others, and it seemed a dream that was well suited for her. On February 3rd, 2010, at five months pregnant, Jantel went to school that morning being dropped off as usual by her older brother, Prentice Jr. But shortly into her day, Jantel wasn't feeling good and she told her mom that she was going to go home for a bit and rest. She would walk home and when her brother arrived later that afternoon to pick her up for a church function, Jantel wasn't home. But the door was unlocked and all of her personal belongings were still there. There was just no sign of Jantel. To this day, we have no idea where Jantel is or what really happened on that February day. Where is Jantel Danielle Johnson? And she told me it was 
Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast and another unsolved missing person case. We first covered Jantel's story in March of 2021, just over two years ago now. Her name is one of those names that comes to my mind when people ask me about the cases that stick with me the most. The fact that this young lady, actually at 15 years old, very much a child still, the fact that she is still missing and still isn't getting the coverage and attention that her story needs is so tragic to me. Something definitely happened here. Before we jump into Jantel's story, I want to give a big welcome to Kip for joining us over on Patreon. Also, thank you to everyone who has sent in case suggestions. It's heartbreaking to know that there are so many cases out there that no one knows about, and those are the stories we need to tell. You can send me any suggestions or feedback anytime via social media or email. All of those links will be in the show notes. Now let's take a look at the story of Jantel Johnson. Jantel was born in Newark, Delaware on September 8th, 1994. As a baby, she had chubby, puffy cheeks, which gained her the nickname within her family of Puff. Her friends in school were also known to call her Jay. Jantel lived with her family in the Autumn Park Apartments in Newark. Newark is a city in Delaware, also near both the Maryland and Pennsylvania state borders. Jantel grew up very close with her older brother, Prentice Jr., who was about two years older than her, and her sister, Janelle, who was eight years older than her. Jantel was a sweet girl, very likable, was never known to cause any trouble as a kid. She also had a lot of hobbies. She loved to run track in school and loved doing hair, hers as well as others. In fact, her dream was to own her own salon one day. Jantel was also a huge fan of Betty Boop and collected anything that had Betty Boop on it. She attended Glasgow High School just about a mile from her apartment. Her brother Prentice would drive her to school in the morning and her mom would head off to work out in Philadelphia. It's not uncommon for people in Newark to commute to Philadelphia, but it is about an hour and a half commute each way. A few months before Jantel's disappearance, Jantel was afraid that she might be pregnant and she went to her older sister Janelle for help. Janelle was 23 at the time and had kids of her own. A pregnancy test did confirm their fears, and together they went to tell the family. Her mom was shocked and upset at first, but after talking to Jantel at some length and Jantel telling her she wanted to keep the baby, her mom said she would support Jantel and help her any way that they could. They all would. Jantel said she was going to continue in school. And she still had plans to graduate and go off to cosmetology school and then business school, just as she had always planned. She still wanted to pursue those same dreams and goals that she had before she learned that she was pregnant. The Disappearance
On Wednesday, February 3rd, 2010, Jantel was dropped off at school by her brother, Prentice Jr., just as she was every day. But by mid-morning, Jantel would call her mom and let her know that she wasn't feeling good and she was going to head home to rest up for a bit. She had some after-school activities at the school she wanted to go back for, and there was also an event at a church in Philadelphia that she was planning on going to that evening with her brother and her mom. Jantel still wanted to go to those events. So Jantel walked home as the school was less than a mile from her apartment. She texted her mother to please call or text her to make sure that she wakes up before Prentice Jr. would arrive to pick her up later that afternoon. Her mother said she would, but when that time came, her mom continued to text and call Jantel, but she didn't answer. Now, at first, her mom just thought that Jantel had fallen asleep and couldn't hear her phone. She wasn't overly concerned, at least in the beginning. Later that afternoon, her brother arrived to pick her up, just as planned. He went into the apartment, noting that the door to the apartment was unlocked. But Jantel was not there. He did find her purse, her jacket, and her glasses. And he did see signs in the kitchen that she had fixed herself something to eat, so he knew she had been there recently. He called his mom to see if she knew where Jantel was, but she didn't. Now at this point, her mom began to worry. Prentice and their mother called everyone they could think of to find Jantel with no luck. A search of the area turned up no sign of the teenager either. By this time, her mother knew something was wrong. This was not like Jantel to go off without telling anyone, especially when she had been so looking forward to that church event that evening. Jantel Johnson had disappeared. The Search and Investigation Jantel was reported missing at 10 p.m. on the night of February 3rd. Apparently, Jantel had run away once before, but she had come home really quickly. But this fact, however, coupled with her situation and her age, led law enforcement to assume that she had run away this time also. But in her gut, her mom knew this wasn't the case. There was no conflict at home, and the family was being super supportive of Jantel. Her family would continue to frantically search for Jantel themselves, and the police officially classified her case as a runaway. The media wasn't interested in covering her case either, stating that they don't report on runaways. Jantel's family kept the pressure on law enforcement for some action. Finally, a couple of days later, the police pulled Jantel's cell phone records. They were able to see that the last incoming call she had was answered at 1.38 p.m. on the afternoon of February 3rd, and it was a call from a 26-year-old man. The same man that was the father of her unborn child. The police did speak to this guy and they dismissed him. They at least didn't have any other evidence to tie him to anything regarding Jantel's disappearance. Interestingly, Jantel's phone last pinged in a neighborhood where this man's mother lived. Also important to note that this man has never been publicly identified. 
Jantel's mom wonders if he came to see Jantel that day and asked her to come out so they could talk. So Jantel left the apartment with all of her belongings left inside and the door unlocked because she intended to come right back. The family said they always locked the door when they left. And remember, all of Jantel's belongings were still in there, including her glasses, which she needed to see. So clearly, she couldn't have been planning to leave for any length of time, right? Her mom also believes that this man could have taken her against her will and maybe keeping her involuntarily. Maybe perhaps he was afraid of getting into trouble for statutory rape. At that time, he was 26 and Jantel was only 15. And that's just what would come out shortly. This man allegedly wanted Jantel to have an abortion because he was afraid of going to jail. Jantel either didn't want to or couldn't, which made him really upset. But was he upset enough to do something to Jantel? To complicate matters even further, during the investigation, police also learned that Jantel was talking to two other men, two older men, also in their late 20s. In fact, authorities did question all three, but they also did say that only one out of the three men was cooperative with them, which doesn't necessarily point to them being guilty of being involved in Jantel's disappearance, but it certainly could make them guilty of having some relationship with a 15-year-old minor, although we don't know for sure what those relationships might have been. Another piece of evidence emerges when police found surveillance footage of Jantel from that day she disappeared, from February 3rd. This video was from a grocery store. It was timestamped 1238 p.m. and it showed Jantel coming into the store, buying a bag of candy at the self-checkout. And this was approximately one hour before she received a telephone call from her unborn baby's father. And this did give authorities an idea of what Jantel might have been wearing when she disappeared. The video also shows Jantel on her cell phone, but it really doesn't bring any more clues to the table. At least not to help them in the search for Jantel. As time went on, Jantel's case continued to receive very little attention, both from law enforcement and from the media. Law enforcement does now indicate that her disappearance is suspicious, and they really do not believe her at this time to be a runaway. However, her official file is still listed as an endangered runaway. Other than that phone evidence and that little bit of CCTV footage they have, there's virtually no evidence in the case. There's nothing pointing anyone to where Jantel is or if something may have happened to her on that day. In order to try and get some more leads and tips, Chantel's face and case info was included in a deck of cards that is distributed to prison inmates. Detectives did say that in 2019, they received a very promising lead in Chantel's case, although they have yet to release any more details on what that might be. Newark, Delaware. Jantel vanished from the city of Newark, Delaware back in 2010. 
Newark is a smallish Delaware city. In 2010, the population was just over 30,000 residents. Newark also sits in the corner of the state, bordering both Pennsylvania and Maryland. There are many ways out of the city, even out of the state, from Newark. Newark is also surrounded by a large amount of public parkland, over 12,000 acres, in fact. To the south is Iron Hill Park, to the west is Fair Hill Natural Resources, and to the north is White Clay Creek State Park. Also nearby is Middle Run Valley, which is part of the Newcastle County Park System. I think it's fair to say, although there might be a lot of populated cities in and around that area, there's also thousands and thousands of acres of parkland. The larger city of Wilmington, Delaware, is just 25 minutes to the east and also sits on the very large Delaware River. Philadelphia is an hour and a half to the north, and we do know that Chantel's family traveled to Philadelphia often, her mom for work and her family for church services. And then there's the big city of Baltimore, Maryland, about 45 miles to the south. Jantel's apartment complex, Autumn Park Apartments, is located just down the street from Jantel's high school, Glasgow High School. It doesn't seem that they had any CCTV footage there at the apartments. And since it is believed that Jantel likely left the area, probably getting into someone's car, any type of surveillance cameras would have certainly been a huge help in the investigation. There does seem to be a small pond to one side of the complex and a larger lake across the street. But in reality, Jantel went missing in the middle of the day during broad daylight. It's most likely that she was completely taken out of the area. And in fact, that's what her family believes. They believe she was kidnapped and is likely living somewhere in the Philadelphia area or somewhere within the state of New York. I have also heard reports that she may have been taken to Florida, but I'm not sure where that information originated from or why it is thought that she could be in Florida. Chantel's mom often wonders if she has a grandchild out there. Jantel's mother said that Jantel had an upcoming appointment right before she went missing to find out if she was having a boy or a girl. And Jantel really was excited to find out this information. She was really looking forward to this appointment. Jantel's mom thinks of her grandbaby all the time, wondering if she has a granddaughter or a grandson out there somewhere. One would think that missing children cases are always covered the most, but you'd be surprised how many missing children cases I've come across that received little to no attention, or they might receive a little bit of attention in the beginning, and then they're never mentioned again. In the case of Jantel, she was 15, and people often associate teenagers as being runaways. Jantel's family has spoken out criticizing the lack of coverage for Jantel, and they aren't wrong. Only one reporter covered Jantel's case at the time, Claudia Rivero. Claudia also started the Where is Jantel blog and has been the only media outlet advocating for Jantel. So what are the beliefs in Jantel's case? There are really just three main thoughts. Number one. Runaway. Was Jantel 
a runaway. She had run away once before, and initially, police believed she had done it again. She is listed in the missing persons database as an endangered runaway. And this is actually the most hopeful of all theories. But after 13 years, hope for this one does seem to be dwindling. Number two, kidnapped. Maybe Jantel had been taken against her will. Possibly by one of these older men that were in her life including her unborn baby's father. Maybe he was afraid of getting into legal trouble for being with Jantel in the first place. So he took her to have her baby somewhere else. Number three, foul play. Did Jantel meet with foul play? Either at the hands of someone she knew or a crime of opportunity with a complete stranger. After no sign of her for so many years, This is also, unfortunately, a possibility. However, there have also been no signs of foul play found anywhere during the police investigation. And then where is she? If this is what really happened in Jantel's case, we can only hope that someday someone will talk and the family can have the truth they so desperately need. You can show your support for Jantel's family by liking the Facebook page they set up, Missing 15-Year-Old Jantel Johnson. This case is just over 13 years old. I can't imagine losing your child and having to go 13 years and counting with no answers. What do you think happened to Jantel Johnson? What else can we do to help her case get more exposure? Jantel was a beautiful 15-year-old girl in 2010. She would today be 28 years old. Jantel was last seen with her hair in braids and may have been wearing a black ski jacket, a puffer jacket with a fur-trimmed hood, blue jeans, and sneakers. She has a scar on her chin right below her lip. And there are some age progression photographs available online that show what Jantel might look like today as a young woman. If she was able to have and keep her baby, she would have an almost 13-year-old child today. If you have any information that may lead to Jantel Johnson, please call the Newcastle Police Department at 302-395-8171. Claudia Rivero, the one news journalist who took Jantel's case seriously, does keep up a blog with Jantel's info and any updates. You can find that along with the surveillance video in her case, the footage of her at the grocery store on February 3rd, and other photographs of Jantel at whereisjantel.com. We really need to keep sharing Jantel's story until she is found or justice is brought to anyone that was involved in her disappearance. Again, I encourage all case suggestions and feedback to be sent over to me via email at canwefindthem at gmail.com or anytime via social media. Those links are always shared in the notes, or you can always just search for the Where Are They podcast. If you've made it this far and would like to help our stories reach more people, please consider leaving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice that really helps our cases tremendously get the exposure that they need.
If you'd like to support our causes, please consider joining us over on Patreon. Those funds allow us to make the donations that we do to families of the missing and to the charities that work with missing persons. The work they do is endless, and a lot of the things that can help get a case solved are not free. Billboards, flyers, private investigators, etc. Our next series coming up is The Cases of Missing Couples. I wasn't sure I'd be able to find a lot of cases to cover in this series, and I actually thought it might be a short one, but I was wrong. Very wrong. And some of these stories are so bizarre, I just can't believe I hadn't heard of them before. Keep an eye on our Patreon page in the coming days for that first release. Thank you all so much for listening to Jantel's story today. Keep sharing her case any way that you can, and let's help this girl get brought home to her family, home where she belongs. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.